the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 40, KYCR Golden Valley. We think that listening with our app is a great investment of your time. Download it free today. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has died at the age of 95. The retired Pope's frail health had taken a turn for the worse earlier in the week. That prompted a request for prayers from his successor. And Pope Francis was elected in 2013 after Benedict resigned. He was the first pope in 600 years to do so. Former President Trump's business taxes have been released by the House Ways and Means Committee, and a Texan Republican congressman is weighing in. The House Ways and Means Committee on Friday released six years' worth of former President Trump's tax returns, totaling more than 45 documents with hundreds of pages. Texas Republican Congressman Kevin Brady is attacking Democrats for setting what he calls a dire precedent by arrogating the nearly unlimited power to target and make public the tax returns of private citizens and political enemies. That is correspondent Bernie Bennett reporting, and this is SRN News. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as Reserve Citizen Airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. On a uh, gray New Year's Eve. Thank you for being spending time with us. And I really do... I really do... Uh, <laughs> really do hate Siri sometimes when she tries to talk me through my watch while I'm trying to do a radio program. <laughs> Be quiet. Uh, anyway, good to be with you here today. And we are going to be doing a couple things because this is a New Year's Eve edition of the King Banyan Show. And I know my uh, good friend, uh, my good friend uh, Mitch Berg will also be doing his show over on our sister station, AM 12A, The Patriot, today. He's going to be doing a retrospective on 2022. Both of us playing some music of people who passed away this year, some some people who I would have liked uh, more than perhaps uh, some folks, uh, uh, Mimi Parker from Lowe, a band up in Duluth, uh, way too young, I think 53 or 54. But but everybody from um, Jerry Lee Lewis and Loretta Lynn and Christine McVie to uh, Terry, uh, Terry, Hall, Terry Hall from The Specials, uh, Olivia Newton-John, Jim Seals of Seals and Crofts, passed away we'll have some of that music and we'll talk about that a little bit here but we thought and we've done this before on the show where in past years we have actually provided a um a retrospective on 2022 that typically takes on the form of a top number right the top this the top that the top the other and I always want to start when I do these things. Start with a view of uh, a view of the year as being a good year. Um, and so, number eight on my list. I'm going to do these in reverse order. If you follow us on the hashtag #PoundKBRS after the show, you will see the entire list of the top eight. It will post around eleven o'clock or eleven o five. I will also post for you my Spotify list of the songs that I picked out. I'm not sure which ones Spencer will play for us today, but I think maybe he'll have his list, and if he does, maybe we'll post his rather than mine. I'm thinking I'm thinking on the fly here, but we'll get you the music as well, and all this music today will be of uh, artists who left us in 2022. Um, I've included, um, I included on my list uh, one or two that I didn't give to Spencer, like the fact that Two of the Mighty Diamonds, one of the best reggae bands that that ever lived, two of them died four days apart. One uh, one to illness and one to a drive-by shooting. Um, so, you know, you're here. You made it through 2022. Um, and I see articles with three years of COVID and all that. I, I'm just filled with, as always, I'm filled with gratitude for the year I've had here doing the show, the year I've had at the university, and so forth. 
let me let me give you the number eight story because it's the one that's most like what I typically do at the beginning of a show, which is the which is the numbers piece. But it comes down to the story of defining recessions. One of the stories of 2022, and I don't think it's a huge story, but if you listen to the show, it was probably bigger here than lots of places, was getting into debates about whether or not a recession had happened in the first half of 2022. And you might have called this the year in which everybody learned about the history of the National Bureau for Economic Research. To give you an example of this, I want to play my first cut. This is from July 25th. Jared Bernstein, who was on, who's on uh, CNBC, I think this was with Joe Kernan, is being interviewed about, about uh, the second quarter GDP numbers, which had just come out and in which everyone now is claiming, particularly those, uh, those on the uh, right side of the on, – on the right wing of the political spectrum – Whoa, no, there's a recession. Look, there's two quarters of negative GDP, da-da-da-da-da-da. And Jared Bernstein drops this piece, which just makes some people's heads explode. Play that first cut, please. Uh, You know, the idea that uh, two quarters of negative GDP growth is a technical definition of a recession is wrong. And I think one of the things we try to point out in that blog is that the the folks who actually make that call, the Business Cycle Dating Committee, they look at a set of variables, some of which, as Steve underscored, uh, remain quite strong. So that piece, that little, I don't know, what was it, 20, 25 seconds from Jared Bernstein um, started to talk about we're being gaslighted about recessions. No. Um, I consider myself a person who's on the right side of the political spectrum. But even back in graduate school, as, as early as 1980, we were reading uh, pieces from the Business Cycle Dating Committee that were uh, talking about that were talking about how it is that that cycles are dated um there's a long history to the national bureau for economic research that goes back to to the 1940s and their dates were adopted in the 1960s by the bureau of economic analysis and the department of commerce to all right without an official recognition there was never there's never been an official recognition that nber is the arbiter of this. Now, what's fascinating is in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, the Bureau of Economic Analysis had a publication that specifically looked at business cycle data and would publish a regular publication. When I was a, a, a young assistant professor, I spent lots of time, indeed, my study carol, at Claremont when I was in graduate school was in an area adjacent to all the government documents because that's where I would go to get data. I would have, I would have uh, the older computer science people around here will remember when you used to have coding sheets, right, where you'd have like for an 80 column, I did, I actually used cards, not the long ones, but the small ones. And I would have car, I would actually have paper where I would type out in each space a single number because I was going to put that into the computer 
either using a card or later on using a terminal, and then I would run regressions on it. We'd get that data from there. Throughout that time, the, the Department of Commerce would take the dates that were given by the NBER and they would publish them as the dates of the business cycle. They stopped doing that in 1990. But the Business Cycle Dating Committee lives on. So Jared Bernstein, who's, I don't, I don't know how old he is, he's kind of around my age, um, probably still has that memory of looking up that data in one of those old BEA publications on paper. And now, he, so when he brought that forward, that's fine. But I thought it was really interesting. The About... Four weeks after, and I didn't talk about this, I think, on the show before. You can go back and listen to the podcast. But if you go back and read, um, there is a business cycle dating procedure frequently asked questions at nber.org, which is where you go look up the information about business cycles. Um, And there's a frequently asked questions piece. If you scroll all the way to the bottom and you say, and you ask, uh, when was this page last updated? And you go down to the bottom, what you see is it was last updated August 15th, 2022. So they've been listening and and changing some of the language in here since then. And so I'm going to read you what was here. Why doesn't the committee accept the two-quarter definition that, okay, that as Bernstein stated? Here's the answer. And I am reasonably sure this is part of what was changed or perhaps even added after the, after, uh, uh, the, 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 the flap over two cores of negative GDP. Answer, there are several reasons. First, we do not identify economic activity solely with real GDP, but consider a range of indicators. Second, we consider the depth of de- decline in economic activity. The NBER definition includes the phrase, a significant decline in economic activity. Thus, real GDP could decline by relatively small amounts in two consecutive quarters without warranting the determination that a peak had occurred. Third, our main focus is on the monthly chronology, which requires consideration of monthly indicators. GDP is a quarterly indicator. Fourth, in examining the behavior of production on a quarterly basis, where GDP, real GDP data are available, we give equal weight to real GDI. Now, the equal weight to real GDI, I mean, I've been reading this thing for, again, going on 40 years. I do not think I've ever seen them say equal weight before. And indeed, if you now go and look at, look at uh, the Bureau of Economic Analysis and say, what was GDI in the first and second quarter of 2022? In quarter one, it was a positive 0.8%. Remember that the decline in GDP in, in the first quarter was largely because we could not export goods. We were not exporting goods because we had lots of people out sick with COVID. There was no production in that particular period, but we were still consuming goods. So gross domestic income was positive 0.8 and then negative 0.8, and in quarter three, positive 0.8 again. Two of the last three quarters, GDI, gross domestic income, has been positive. And so as a result of that, as a result of that, 
I think that is part of what leads the leads us to say there was no recession in the first quarter, in the first half of 2022, and the NBER clarified that, and I think that's the number eight story. It's a small story. It's a data geek kind of story, but it is a story because because after I played that for you, I'll bet people are going to tell me you should go back and, and you know you guys are just making it up as you go along. No, no, not really. Not really. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll have the number seven story in economics in 2022, right after these messages on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440, that, of course, uh, Public Image Limited with Public Image, that's uh, uh, Keith Levine, who uh, passed away earlier in 2022. And you heard the rascals uh, on the way out. That's, uh, of course, Dino Donnelly passed away, which even caught Mitch Berg by surprise. I don't catch Mitch very often, so when I do, I'm pretty happy uh, about that. Be sure to check him out. Uh, today, 1 to 3 over on our sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, and welcome uh, this the New Year's Eve edition of the King Banyan Show. We are doing the top eight economic stories of 2022. We just did definition of recession, which I think, again, I still say is a tempest in a teapot. Uh, but um, but uh, people seem to really want to enjoy uh, arguing it's a recession. No, it's not a recession. OK, well, you know what? I always go back to that line that a recession is a recession is when your neighbor's out of work and a depression is when you're out of work. Um, so that's it for number eight. Number seven, and you're welcome to call 651-289-4477 if you want to, if you want to argue about recessions. Uh, I, I, I'm here all day. I really am. I just, I mean, as long as I don't, I've got, I've got reservations for dinner tonight. Other than that, I am available. Um, Number seven was actually something that I thought was a whole lot of fun uh, when it happened uh, earlier this year. And I think it's part of a longer trend. Uh, Stuart Kirk is the, is the uh, chief investment officer for responsible investing. That was his title at HSBC. I say was. I'll repeat myself. He was that person. So he's invited to give a speech at at a conference put on by HSBC and the and the Financial Times in London discussing climate change and investing. And he's asked to come talk about and particularly about ESG. And he gives an 11 minute address at the end of which it's pretty clear that his time with HSBC will soon be coming to an end. He just have this tiny clip of it. It's, it, it goes, like I said, it goes for 11 minutes. I, you know, I, I would encourage you to go find the talk. Just look up Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Kirk, HSBC, and then the letters E-S-G. Okay. Um, Environmental, social, and governance, right? ESG, investing. Let's play this cut. This is cut two. Now, interestingly, at the moment, markets agree, more or less, with me. Despite the hyperbole, and this is a fun slide I put up just to annoy people, the more people say the world is going to end, and here I've at the number of incidences in all press around the world that use climate catastrophe. The number of times the phrase climate catastrophe is mentioned around the world, the higher and higher and higher risk assets go. In tandem, the more we're doomed, the higher prices go. How, how is that possible? What, so what's going on then? So his point, for those of you that might not be, might not be aware of this, is that is that ESG in, investing is a long-term process. If you're investing in a way that's going to end up destroying the planet, it also destroys your profits. 
You can't make profits if the world is incinerated. You can't make profits if, right? You can't make profits if the world is, if everybody's stuck inside because of COVID or because of cold or, 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 or nuclear holocaust. You can't do that. So how is it that markets continue to go up and up and up? Is there like mass psychosis? Have we all been hypnotized into believing that economies should should grow? Let me give you another example of this. Because this is the year, I think, in which everyone kind of looked at, at that strategy. I'm going to buy stocks that are marked as high with high scores for ESG. They have high metrics. Um, is, is that... Take a few different companies um, that are out there and look at look at what's happened here. Okay, Honeywell. Honeywell gets an F uh, because it doesn't do uh, greenhouse gas uh, greenhouse gas disclosures and tell you its targets and its reductions. It doesn't tell you we want to be net zero net carbon zero by twenty something something. You look at Honeywell's materials and they don't tell you that, right? Um, so they're not, they're, they're, they're not there. Weyerhaeuser, right, is a company that, uh, that uh, it is a paper company. It has, um, it is not considered a, a, a it's, it's, a, it's basically a timber real estate investment trust. It does not get a high ESG score. Um, Occidental Petroleum, certainly not viewed by environmental activists as being something you'd want to invest in. Okay? But listen to the sorts of things they do. Honeywell makes this this refrigerant uh, called Solstice, uh, refrigerants and propellants and solvents, and they are low global warming uh, uh, materials. They remove millions of cars that result in the equivalent of removing millions of cars from the road. They don't state what their goal is, but they're already innovating and creating, creating the kinds of materials that you would want. They have battery technology um, that likely is going to help us solve um, some of the some of the electricity storage problems. Take Weyerhaeuser. I, they're my favorite example. You cannot sustain yourself as a business producing paper unless you replace the trees you cut down to make the paper from. They've been going for 120 years. Right? Do we think they've just been, been over the 120 years, have been just clear-cutting land and walking away? No. They regrow forests on a regular basis so that they can then harvest new wood. They are tree farmers. Does a tree farmer strike you as being someone that is opposed to opposed to uh, uh, keeping the environment healthy? Um, 70% of its energy needs are actually met, met by uh, renewable energy sources. But they get no score on ESG. I get these these pieces from an article by Bart Madden, uh, who who's done done a really interesting uh, 
book called Pragmatic Theory of the Firm, uh, in which he says um, a, a sizable portion of a firm's major innovations may not move the needle much as to ESG metrics, but they may score high in the eyes of consumer customers as to value creation. Um, and and there is a, there was a study done, it was reported by uh, Madden, that showed when companies report weak earnings, what they'll do to sort of get you from not to not look at that is to tell you all about their ESG. In case after case this year, and it connects to one of my stories I, I think is higher, people have looked at environmental concerns and said, yep, you're right, those are important. But we have other things that are important too. And in the process of doing this, I think the the usefulness of the ESG label as a way to sell questionable investment strategies has run afoul. I think it's I think it may now be that people are understanding environmental as not being something that you have to do before everything else, but something that is subject to subject to trade-offs. Um, the line that you'll hear me frequently use that I learned from one of my f- great professors when I was back in graduate school, Craig Stubblebine, used to say, a thing is neither good nor bad, save the alternatives, make it so. I teach this to my classes. A thing is neither good nor bad, save the alternatives, make it so. Right? A business can't really improve the environment unless it actually can maintain itself as a going concern. So it has to pay attention to its bottom line, right? And even uh, even folks uh, across the spectrum as far as, say, a Noah Smith has now recognized that, that well, you know, I believe in ESG, but, you know, there's some, uh, there, there's some other things we need to think about as well that might be more important for one thing. Uh, he had a really interesting piece uh, back in... I want to say, yeah, it was in. It was right around the first of June. Um, he says, I, "I'm ambivalent about ESG because I like most of the goals, but I'm suspicious of the methods. Uh, climate change is very scary, um, uh, and, and divesting coal seems like a good idea. However, ESG seems like the investor class trying to reshape our society to fit its own vision of what that society should look like." And we should probably be resistant to such things, he says. I think that's a good point. So the number seven, I'm not going to call it the demise of ESG, but there's now a challenge and a questioning of the entire strategy that I think is worth, that is noteworthy. And something actually I wonder if we've missed in the list of all the things that have happened over the, over the last year. So that's my number seven. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. 
In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. It looks like a map of tiny rivers on a tiny continent. I see an intricate spider web created by spiders who studied French Impressionism in college and wear berets. I see a geometric pattern reminiscent of alien crop circles. That long scar on Frankenstein's forehead, it looks like that. A San Francisco sidewalk after an earthquake. It looks like when I spilled wine on the new carpet. Good idea to bring that up. It's Humpty Dumpty after he had that... Thing. Poor guy, that must have really left a mark. Stare at it all you want. It's not going away. That crack in your windshield could cost you a ticket. It hinders visibility, it's unsafe for you and your family, and it's only going to get worse. Make one call to Advantage Auto Glass. What's the advantage? Free mobile service, on-time scheduling wherever and whenever you want, the highest quality parts and adhesives. They'll settle that claim and your insurance picks up the tab. So don't let a minor annoyance turn into a major problem. Call Advantage Auto Glass at 952-423-6396 or go to replacement mywindshield.com Welcome back King Banging Show the Biz 1440 Yeah Jerry Lee Lewis gone Ah so sad. Welcome back, uh, Terry Hall, as we went out of the last break from the specials. Uh, also, just just last week, in fact, uh, passed away. Uh, um, uh, our condolences to uh, regarding, uh, you know, in the last 24 hours, um, people with dead pools around the around the country are probably re- recalculating their wins and losses because Barbara Walters and uh, Pope Benedict both passed away in the last 24 hours. Um, so. Um, which is it's kind of it's kind of fun. I've got a group, and they've been they've been chatting back and forth right now because there's a, there is, we do have a group up here that does participate in such things. Uh, they're kind of fun, but uh, uh, 
it it turns out we don't turn in our list until the Super Bowl party. So the uh, the, uh, the 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 pool master has ruled that uh, that uh, the entries remain live until the next uh, Super Bowl party. Um, so that's that's interesting because one of the things we do is we actually have a pick for who can stay alive for twelve months. And she said, well. It's not 12 months yet, so those are still alive, which means that everybody else, everyone else's choices for who might pass away has to stay open until the Super Bowl. I don't know, making up making up the rules as they go along, I say, but whatever. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4477, New Year's Eve edition of the King Banyan Show, here on The Biz 1440. We are working down the top eight... Uh, the top eight uh, stories in economics of 2022. My number six story, and this is, there are a couple of cases here where I think part of what I'm doing is a little bit weighted toward where where the economy is at this moment and going. I think this will not be that big a story in 2023, but I could be I could be proven wrong. We'll see. And I think it's a story about labor supply and about about workers being missing. It, you'll remember, right, in 2020 and 2021, the story was about COVID. The story was about, uh, I remember, oh gosh, this would be about 18 months ago now. But I remember being embroiled in, in debate about um, excess payments of unemployment insurance causing people to withdraw from the labor force. Well, those ended in September of 21, and in 2022, that story went away, but the missing workers really didn't come back. Labor supply around the country has been strained um, and, and stuck with uh, labor force participation rates well below where they where they would be. Now, I could have picked up thousand different clips to to sort of illustrate this the one i landed on was uh dana peterson she is the chief economist at the conference board and this is from august 8th uh discussing and this would have been right around the time of um of another jobs report let's go ahead and play this cut please spencer we think that labor shortages are here to stay. A lot of it's demographic. You have more people retiring from the labor market than you do young people available to refill those jobs. We also have very strict immigration policies in the U.S. Uh, that makes it very difficult to find labor uh, from outside of the country. And still, you have many people who are challenged with child care issues. Many people don't want to work two and three jobs. That's why they're trying to find uh, higher wage jobs. We think that this is just going to be an issue, even beyond what we're thinking is going to be a, a brief recession in the U.S. So, and she said that back in August, and, and to go back to 2008, will be. She had not recognized the previous period as being a recession. But those are all the list of things. I like that clip because it sort of was in a very small nut, all of the different explanations that are there. Demographic. People who are retiring. Well, we remember in 2008 that people retired, right? The, they, they, they retired in droves in 2006, 2007, and early 2008. What happened after that? Well, what happened after that, as we know, is that, what happened after that, as we know, is that 
the economy um, is that the economy uh, uh, went into recession and the stock market tanked and housing prices tanked and the wealth effect combined brought people back into the labor force. Okay, my 401k became a 201k and I went back to work again. That has now become uh, a different story because the stock market, even with the troubles it's had, hasn't really declined that much. People have understood what they did. They did not borrow all that much money in order to uh, um, uh, 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 – they did not borrow all that money to extend themselves buying houses. That piece is going to make it very easy for people now perhaps not to go back into the labor force. Yes, birth rates have declined. And we're ending up in a period where now it's easy to do the math, right? Um, Go back 20 years, it's 2002. We're about to go into that piece between 2002 and 2007 when we did have an increase in birth rates for a little bit during the expansion period that came after, after the tech bubble and when all the housing markets went, you know, went high, uh, parabolic, uh, people went, were buying houses and into those houses they had children. So we'll get a little bump here, but it's only about a three or four year bump and then... We do get a decline there that happens uh, afterward. I think, though, that the the piece that Peterson says that, that rings true for me the most um, in this year is I'm I'm learning more and more about the withdrawal of people in that 65 plus age cohort, and even in the 55 to 64 age cohort, many of them, particularly in that second group maybe withdrawing from the labor force for a very different reason, and that is to care for their own elderly, right? One thing that happened during COVID is the wrap on nursing homes got to be pretty significant. And that wrap on nursing homes is is that they were a vector for, for the spread of COVID. And so do you really want to send mom and dad to a nursing home? Oh. Maybe not. So some, not all, and you can say, well, I know somebody, and they sent their parent to a nursing home, and they didn't worry about it. It's like, yeah, I'm working with data. I'm not working with anecdotes. In the plural of anecdotes, having three or four anecdotes doesn't mean you have data. It just means you have three or four anecdotes. Um, that's a line that, that I hear Hugh Hewitt use from time to time, and I, I, I really appreciate it. It shows, it shows he learned a little bit of social science. Um, the... Um, the, the the fact of the matter is people are people in that age cohort are withdrawing at a faster rate they're not challenged by the by by a massive loss of wealth like they were in 2007 to 2009 like not yet and um and i you know and and i would say that you should uh, uh you know you should probably think about um, how that how that plays out for the coming year or two or three or four. I do agree with Peterson. This is not going away anytime soon. Okay, so the number six story, labor shortage, it's here. 
it's evolved from a story uh, evolved from a story about people just not wanting to work and a story about people in their tens in their teens and 20s i think it's evolving to a story that's about near seniors okay late boomers and even early, now becoming early gen xers who are facing the same issues as they had before I'm going to take a break here. John, you stay on the line because I do have a story that you're going to be interested in, uh, but I want to come to it uh, in the order I've got it listed on my uh, on, on my list, and your story is higher rank than the ones I've given you so far. We'll be back right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full service digital marketing solution for your business. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Otomi Dye. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Hey, everybody, it's Charlie Kirk here. In the battle for America's Christian values, we at TPUSA Faith have stood strong in helping generations of Americans to defend their faith. Now we need your support to help us finish the year strong, ready to advance the biblical values in 2023. Would you help us defend faith and freedom right now with a tax-deductible donation? When you do, thanks to a generous $75,000 matching donation, your best gift will be doubled. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
must remember, Meatloaf did die early in this year. Oh, turn it up. Do you remember listening to this? Well, Spencer's too young, I think, to have actually listened to it on a car radio. But there really is no other way to listen to this song except <laughs> in a car at night, um, driving, driving. I don't know, maybe, maybe with your, with your spouse, or, you know, or your, your significant other, and. You know, hopefully on your way to a place where, where it can be nice and quiet. And I can say no more. Because after all, we are, we are uh, doing, uh, we're doing clean radio here. Um, 651-289-4477. Um, I'm working through the top eight stories of 2022. Ec- top eight economic stories uh, of 2022. And so, so far... We have run through number eight, defining recessions and learning about the National Bureau for Economic Research's Business Cycle Dating Committee. Seven, the exposure of ESG strategies is perhaps being a little too focused on short-term metrics and finding out the implications of particularly uh, the focus on environmental concerns in a, in a world where we've got other things happening um, uh, go, at the same time. Number six, missing workers, uh, and the and and the fact that some some workers have exited the labor force. Many of them, we think, um, we had thought were just on the beach because they were being paid. They could just they didn't have to work. That is becoming less and less certainly the case in the newer explanations, which I think do have some merit. Uh, focusing on the role of the near senior and the senior, some of whom might be reluctant to go to work because of COVID for themselves, but may also be engaged in uh, in elder care and helping to keep their uh, keep their loved ones, their their parents and and aunts and uncles out of uh, the nursing homes uh, and and keeping them safe. My number five story it came and went fairly quick, quickly, but for about for about six weeks or about the life of a head of cabbage or lettuce, it was, I should say, for about the life of a head of lettuce, it was the story everybody was talking about. It came from the U.K., and it was the short-lived premiership of Liz Truss. Um, in that short period of time, proposed a budget that was focused on changing entirely the way in which the conservative government had been run relative to what had transpired under Boris Johnson and what's transpiring now under uh, Prime Minister uh, Sunak. Um, But um, the role in this, the piece of this that I have found super interesting was highlighted to me by a, in a column that I can barely find online anymore. It's almost like it got memory hold, but it was done by Nariana Kochalakota, who Minnesotans would know because he had been the chair, the president of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve before Neil Kashkari. Um, and he pointed to the fact that basically 
basically it was the revenge of the of the bond traders that did in Liz Truss much in the same way that bond traders had scared James Carville and Bill Clinton back in the early 90s into not spending rapidly after winning the election in 1992. Do you remember that? He had to bring Bob Rubin in as Treasury Secretary. It was not his first choice. Interestingly, I think he actually wanted Larry Summers. But Larry Summers did not have a great reputation on Wall Street. They didn't really know he was. He was just some academic at Harvard. Um, he's a great academic, by the way, but but he was some academic at Harvard, a young guy, um, uh, willing to be short with people that he think wasn't very he thinks isn't very smart. And so what he did, what he did instead was bring those people in. Well, the same sort of thing Coach Lakota accused happening. And his sort of number one piece of pointing to this, I think, sort of highlights what was what happened. So this is a parliamentary committee hearing in the UK where uh, a female member of parliament whose name I've not been able to pick up. I do not recognize her. I don't know. I, I'm assuming she's a laborite, but I don't know. I just don't. But she's questioning the, the the chair of the Bank of England, the head of their central bank, Andrew Bailey. Um, and and here is this cut, which I think is just so telling in my mind. Let's just go ahead and play that cut for. The other point I'm making, I have to go back to the, sort of the last couple of months. I mean, we have damaged our reputation internationally. Because of the domestic issues. Because of what happened. I mean, I was September. in Washington, as is well known, because I was <laughs> somewhat in the news, uh, you know, at the IMF annual meetings, yep. which is the, one of the biggest events of the year internationally, as at the G7, the G20, and so on. Uh, and we have damaged that. I mean, people saying, you know, we didn't think the UK would do this. We didn't think the UK would do what? They would introduce a budget that would be independent and, and meant to, and would expand the deficit. She had planned, she, Truss and uh, Quasi Corteng, her, her chancellor, had issued a budget that was going to expand spending. Now, if you go back and listen to the podcasts of our show at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, you'll know I was very critical of her first proposal, which was basically to cap expenditures on um, expenditures on, um, uh, on on energy in the UK. It's still tied to something I'm going to talk about in the second hour. But she had tied, she had, so she was going to spend a bunch of money basically underwriting energy use for residentials, for residences and for businesses. And then she says, on top of that, we're going to spend money on these other things and we're going to cut taxes. It was truly a Reaganite proposal. And the reaction in D.C., as you might guess, the reaction in capitals around the world was, you can't do that. You can't increase your deficit. And I do believe as much as anybody, Coach Lakota was right in pointing at Andrew Bailey as being the guy who kind of organized the sacking of the trust government. If you look at the UK now, the forecasts there are for higher inflation, deeper recession. An inability to trade, okay, 
clearly clearly uh brexit has broken some of the trade bound the trade patterns that would have helped them now but what is fascinating is at the same time they have not built new trade lines in the same way mr mr johnson didn't replace the 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 eu with other trade partners and other trade deals he just didn't get that done and that that's that's caused a problem but I think it's very interesting to have seen. I think historians are going to look back at that six-week period, the length of the life of a head of lettuce, and will say to themselves, there was something very significant that happened there. Because in some sense, the, okay, the city of London, the financial center of London, almost single-handedly, with the assistance only of the chair of its central bank, sacked a government. And I think that is maybe even the most underreported story of 2022. Okay, so defining recessions, ESG strategies, missing workers, trussonomics, those were the eight, seven, six, and fifth most important stories of 2022. We'll be back after this with the top four stories in economics Coming up right after this on The King Bang and Show on The Biz, 1440. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. 
Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. The Biz 14. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.